At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice, and today I'm honored to have the opportunity to speak with Opal Singleton, president and CEO of Million Kids. Opal, welcome to the show and our first guest via phone call from the West Coast. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Opal, your work in knowledge and human trafficking is extensive. What drove you to become an expert on such a critical issue in our country? Well, I guess I didn't mean to, quite frankly. Uh, I am retired, and uh, I started, first of all, going to a church that had a mission in Cambodia, and I began to go to Cambodia. I have, I have over 3 million frequent flyer miles from my work, and so I have an international interest. However, back in 2010, we began to see forced prostitution, which is a type of human trafficking, here in Southern California in our high schools. And I will tell you, once that you have ever sat with a parent of a kid who's been um, exploited in that way or worked with a child who's being blackmailed or pushed into prostitution, you really can't look back. So it's been quite a journey. I I never really quite meant to do this, but, you know, it just uh, is an accelerating situation and um, it takes all your time and energy to combat it. So here we are. But you're doing a, an amazing job, and one of the people that I believe is, you know, one of those uh, trailblazers to try to end this issue. Um, the U.S. State Department estimates that there are over 24.9 million human trafficking victims worldwide. Where do we begin on trying to find a way to end this? Well, it, it's a interesting and challenging kind of thing to take on because human trafficking is a complex subject. Uh, I, in my mind, compare and and kind of merge human trafficking with social media exploitation. Uh, People ask me, is this getting better? Um, What can be done differently? What can we do to stop it? Well, I believe it's going to accelerate. Um, The human trafficking part of it is where you, where people are being exploited, put into commercial sex, put into commercial labor. That's mainly being driven by gangs and gangs who are using social media and they're using things like dating sites and like that. So they're bringing in regular kids. In the past it was like those at-risk, runaway, homeless, foster kids and like that. And that's still a big impact. But what is happening, our gangs are changing and they're using social media so they're accessing our kids. Uh, as we discuss this, you'll find that because social media is changing, that it is now a worldwide thing. This thing is literally becoming an epidemic. And so it's a, it's a challenge to take this on. I believe education is the key, which is why I've now educated more than, a, uh, well, 300,000 people eye to eye and well over a, a half a million and through my media and like that, but that's not enough. We need everyone to understand it and get involved and protect their own children. 
And I know that you know you made the big push for technology, which we'll get to. But I think most people look at this as, oh, this is just related to poverty. It can't happen to my child. But that's not true. Absolutely not. This is absolutely changing uh, because of social media. In fact, many of our victims now are kids from good homes, kids that um, just took chances, fell in love on the Internet, uh, and, and got involved. And on top of it, because of social media, all of our kids are accessible. And that's really what it all is all about. I wrote a book called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And when I'm back there, we'll be talking about it. Uh, as you know, I'm coming to your area to, to uh, speak. And the idea of seduced is that when you get involved in, especially an Internet relationship, it's a fantasy. And, um, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody you don't really deal with in real life, so they can promise you all kinds of things, and you develop this kind of fantasy. What is happening is you're being groomed, and mom and dad are not arguing with the boyfriend, and they're not arguing with the girl. They're really arguing with a fantasy, and when a parent gets in a tug-of-war with a fantasy, they're going to lose if they don't know how to deal with it. And you mentioned your first book, but I know that you also have a second book as well. Um, how did you come up with the concept for both of these books? Well, in the uh, seduced, it really is about working with lots and lots of victims. And uh, I've studied tens of thousands of cases. And time and time again, what happens is that the person develops this thinking that isn't related to reality. And so that's really where that comes up is because then we try to use reality thinking to talk them out of it, and it doesn't work. We have to relook at that. But the book Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, is really my passion. Uh, literally, we are in the most historic time in all of history. If you think of your life and all the things that have happened to this point, Next year, I believe, will be the most important time in all of our lives because next year, for the first time in history, the entire world will be connected by Internet. So think about what that means. It will be a world without borders for your kids, but a world without borders for kids is also a world without borders for pimps and predators and pedophiles, gangs, cartels, and organized crime. So, you know, the, the name of the game here is to teach young people how to evaluate relationships and how to live in a world without borders. Let, let me take it one step further. Uh, literally, 87% of kids sleep with their phone. Wow. That means at 3 o'clock in the morning in their underwear in their most vulnerable place, a pedophile can come through the sheets and say, hi, let's get acquainted. That's why I say it's a home without walls. Uh, I wrote that book because as I studied thousands and thousands of cases where kids are being violated, what you'll see is some guy from, let's say, Minneapolis is violating a kid in Akron, Ohio. They normally never would have met, but now it is a world without borders because of social media. Let me, let me give you a couple of statistics on that. First of all, the New York Times has just come out with a whole bunch of new statistics in the last couple of days that really bring this out. And uh, what they're basically saying is just on Facebook Messenger around the world that 12 million kids are being sexually abused. That's, that's uh, thousands a day. Wow. 
Now, the other number that I've followed on this is that 9,000 kids a day, well, 18,000 kids a day are sending a naked photo. That's according to Center Disease Control. That's in the U.S., and I believe that number is probably way, way low. But 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% of those kids will go out and negotiate back the return of the photo before they'll tell their folks. And so it is those kids that are being violated. So back to your comment about who are these kids, are they... Are they at-risk kids or, um, you know, what, what's their demographic? Any kid who takes chances on the Internet, any kid that is accessible and willing to engage with these people and especially send a photo is going to be a kid that is a future sex trafficking victim. And I'm guessing we're also talking about the likes, dislikes, uh, you know, who's popular. There was an old app back in the day of who's hot, who's not. Uh, This is a similar concept of just trying to be fitting in with your general society. Actually, it has reached a a point that is almost mind-boggling. Let me share with you. Uh, In the last six months, we've developed apps that are called what I call mass audience live streaming, it used to be we would worry when our kids were on Facebook, which of course nobody is today if they're under 18, that less than 5% of Facebook users are under 18, but what we used to worry that they'd have 100 or 150 followers. If you look at apps like TikTok, T-I-K-T-O-K, or Like, L-I-K-E-E, uh, and even Live.me, what you'll find is this is completely a change in the way that our kids communicate. Uh, literally, TikTok six months ago, it was a, it's a Chinese-owned company called ByteDance. They bought Musical.ly, and in six months ago, they became the world's most downloaded app, even bigger than Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And in this, most parents don't know about it, and most kids do. But what you do is you make a 15-second video. Your profile is either on or off. It's geolocated so that if you make that video in your bedroom, they know where you live. But get this, it is tied to your text. Now, what you try to do is go viral. Many face, uh, many of your TikTok users will have 100,000 followers, a half a million, a million, five million. The biggest ones are somewhere between 13 and 26 million. And I just had a mother tell me, she was all excited, my daughter's on TikTok, she's doing so well, she has a million followers. And I said, really, how old is she? Eleven. And I told her, I said, think about what you just told me. If your daughter has a million followers, what if only one percent of them are pedophiles? That can now text to your child. All a pedophile has to do on that is sign up and wait, and they will send a text back to the girl and say, hey, you're really talented, let's talk on Instagram, and I'll get you a contract, send me more video. And so if her 11-year-old has a million followers, at least 10,000 of them are pedophiles that are weak, that can text back to her. So we've entered an entire new era, and this is the reason why when I'm back there and put on these presentations, I want parents to engage because it's a matter of understanding. The, the cat's out of the box. We're not going back to having 100 followers anymore. And all future apps will be based on huge accessibility. But So we need to prepare the next generation on how to 
live in that world and do so in a way where they're leaders and can protect their younger brothers and sisters. And speaking of that, uh, the local communities that we service will have the opportunity to hear you speak in person. A special Great. thanks to Donna McIntyre as she has helped yeah. make this possible. You'll be doing two public events on Tuesday, November 12th at Butler Intermediate High School Auditorium starting at 7 p.m. And then Wednesday, November 13th at Seneca Valley Senior High School Auditorium at 6.30 p.m. What uh, I know that we're discussing in brief, but what can the audience really expect to learn from these awareness events that you're hosting? Well, I think they'll come out of there with an entire new perspective on how to approach this. Uh, our kids are going to live in a world of technology. All the, all the filters, all the things that you try to do to control your child are starting to become obsolete. And so we need a new approach of making leaders of our children. But we also must educate parents and educate the kids in the world they live in. So I hope that they came out of there realizing that this is a historic time. That's why my book is called Societal Shift. It no longer is like the old Facebook days. You know, we, we are off and running, and we must, I believe, as I was sharing with you earlier, I believe this is the D.A.R.E. program of this generation. We must stop and realize that this is the most, being, being a parent is the most important mission of all time in this generation, and preparing this group of teenagers to be leaders is the most important thing. So I hope that that's what they take out of there is how we do that. Uh, I am in the process of developing a documentary. I will be asking them to help me get it free to every school in your area, every parent that we can do it, uh, that can share it so that we can stop and look at it. But that's what uh, I'm hoping they'll come. My experience is most kids want to be leaders, but we need to empower parents so that we can educate the kids and help them be leaders. Is this more of a parent-to-parent -parent base or is this more of a peer-to-peer? -peer? Uh, you know, I know students, that a lot of the drug and alcohol programs now are peer-to-peer -peer based as they're seeing more success with that. Is that similar in the studies that you're doing? Well, actually, it's a little bit of both. I mean, in my opinion, we need a lot of mass audience. Uh, I was I was amazed that the New York Times would print this article today uh, because I've been fighting this battle for for years of you know because I sat with the kid that gets violated and I sat with the parent. That's something else nobody talks about is the impact on the parent when their child is sexually violated or or just as being blackmailed. So on the one hand, it's a mass audience kind of thing. On the other hand, it is peer to peer. And I find that with kids too, that when I use mass audience or large, um, large uh, assemblies and things like that to give them the concept, what will almost always happen is they come up to me and go, I'm worried about my little sister. I wish I had known that six months ago or last month. Uh, can they can they sextort you on on uh, Snapchat? Yes, that's one of the number one ones they can do, by the way. But what I find is it's a matter of group education, but then peer to peer in the execution of it. Perfect. And I'm guessing a, a large part of your presentation is a Q and A session, or you encourage people to come and talk to you one on one after your program. Both, absolutely, and I have no problems taking questions at all. Uh, that, that, that's very, very helpful.
Awesome. Uh, any last comments that you have today as I want to save uh, the rest for your presentations here on November 12th and 13th? Well, uh, my main comment is this is fast changing, and by the time I get back there, there will be even new stuff, just like what came out in the New York Times today. Uh, I, I mean, I knew it was bad, but I had no idea that 12 million people, 12 million children around the world are being violated just through Facebook Messenger. Now, that isn't even one of the top ones that we see. Uh, the ones that we see are things like Snapchat and Instagram and like that. Uh, now TikTok and like and, and like that. So this is uh, a fast-changing world, uh, but it is very real. And I can tell you this, that a, a time and again, I have people come up from the audience and they will tell me their personal stories. And uh, this affects many, many people. I, I know that the human trafficking thing seems kind of, uh, well, that happens someplace else or that only happens to kids that run away or like that. Well, the end result for many of those kids are they're put into forced prostitution. But there's several levels of sexual violation that are taking place before that gets there. And we're going to address all of it because this is not necessary. I believe with all my heart that it's a matter of education and preparing our kids for the world in which they live in. But this is a unique world where the, the kids know more than the parents. These apps come with no warning, no education, no instruction on how to protect yourself. And parents are the last to understand them or even know their kid has them. We've got to reverse that process. Well, I thank you, Opal, for giving time out of your day to talk about this. And uh, especially thank you for the fight that you're fighting right now. And I hope everyone comes out on November 12th and 13th to hear the rest of your presentation. Well, I look forward to meeting all of you. And I do want to give a, an accolade to Donna McIntyre. That woman has worked tirelessly putting this thing together. So I really appreciate it, and I hope people come out. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news! All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom Internet from Armstrong.